Hey, everybody. Happy Sunday. I hope everybody had a great weekend. I know I did. It's hot. That noise you hear in the back is the air conditioner. I apologize for that. Uh, but it's, 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 it's over 100 degrees right now, and there's no way in hell I'm going to turn that AC off. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour or so. I'm also the owner of the California Hot Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state, and that means if you have a paranormal need, we can help you out. Uh, we may not get to you right away because California is a huge state. Uh, usually when people think of California, they think of being like Hawaii with lots of beaches and all that good stuff. Well, it is. There's a lot of it that's like that. But there's also areas of desert, high desert, mountains, and a lot of farmland. So that's why even though we have 45 people spread around the state, it might be hard for us to get to you. Okay? But give us a couple of days. We'll do that. In the meantime, we have psychics and mediums on staff that can call you and talk with you about what may or may not be going on in your home or place of business. Let me get this other button pushed here. I want to welcome you all. My name is Charlotte. I'll, okay, I said I'll be your host for the next hour. We are broadcasting live on Facebook. We are broadcasting live on Twitter. We are broadcasting live on Twitch. And we are broadcasting live on TikTok right now. And for those that are just coming up on TikTok, I apologize. I'm waiting to get my iPad, and I haven't got it yet. So uh, you are on my iPhone, and I have old eyes, so I cannot see anything you're saying. I apologize for that. However, uh, I do know you're there. And uh, what we're going to be doing today is, this is Sunday. And Sunday is the day that uh, I read from a paranormal-themed book. Uh, Mara Muter has been a, a guest on this show before, and she's written so a few books, and she nicely volunteered her book her books last week. So we're going to be finishing off the first book, and then we're going to be moving into her second book probably today. So that's what we're going to be doing. So this is just a time for people to unwind, to start to start to get into their work week. You know, you might be having dinner right now because it is 6.30 p.m. Pacific, which means it's 9.30 p.m. back east, and some places it's 8.30 p.m. Central. And uh, so this is the chance to either have your dinner, listen to me, carry me around when you clean your house, or... You know, simply lay down on the couch, dim the lights, and just listen to me tell this great story that from these from this book of, of Baron Muters. I do have a goal set for 50 hand hearts. Uh, you don't have to do that. It's not, it's not a requirement. Uh, it's just that I need to support my uh, radio show, and, you know, I feel like everybody else. So if you could find it in your heart to help me out with that, I would really appreciate it. Uh, you know, I'm also offering subscriptions up for people that subscribe at the $5.99 level. You'll become part of my boo crew. And those subscribers will receive private ghost hunts and things like that that you guys are going to be watching. Not to mention, once we reach certain goals, you guys will be able to uh, get involved in some surprise contests and stuff that, that we're going to have. But uh, this is just the beginning of what I'm doing over on TikTok. And, uh, and uh, Karen Clark and I, who, Karen, who happens to be one of our, uh, lead, our, our lead psychics, and I are going to be doing some shows over there. We may be tarot card reading. We may be doing reading, live readings. We may be talking ghosts, but uh, we're going to definitely be doing a lot more on TikTok. So if you guys could help me out, I'd appreciate it. Uh, if you like what you hear today, tap that screen. Please tap that screen. I'm trying to build up my uh, likes. I'd really appreciate that as well. Like I said, you're not required to spend any money or anything like that. I don't believe in that stuff, but uh, it would be nice. It would be nice to help me out a little bit. And again, um, I'm trying to build everything up, so if you could tap that screen for me and uh, build up my likes for me, I would really appreciate it, because I'm just getting this thing going. It's been, it's been a couple months that I'm doing this, and I'm just trying to get this thing built up. Okay, if you're watching from Facebook and you uh, haven't done so already, please be sure to hit that follow button. 
Uh, we're always looking for new followers. Also, uh, Tim Tim, kind of like over here on TikTok, hit that like button. You know, hit those happy faces, hit those smileys, hit those hearts. Comment on, on what I'm doing because what happens is is it puts us up higher on the FYP and Facebook dis will distribute us out farther. Okay, same thing with YouTube. If you haven't done so already, please please subscribe if, if you like what you hear today. Leave a comment or two. Um, you know, hit 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 that like button, the smiley faces, because it puts us up higher in the FYP and more people get to see us. It works that way over Twitch too, and of course TikTok. So if you could help me out with that, you know, hit, hit tap that screen, double tap that screen. Show, show me some love. Show me some love, you guys. Okay, I have a couple of announcements to make. Uh, it's going to be really quick. Um, I'm going to be uh, doing a uh, group. In fact, I'm going to be doing it on TikTok too. I think uh, I'm going to be doing a group meditation three times a week for people. It's kind of like a meditation club. It's a $25 uh, thing to be involved in, and uh, for people that want to do that and want to learn to uh, meditate, and uh, it's not only just the straight meditations for health meditations, finance meditations, anything you can think of meditations. We're going to be doing that three times a week for 30 days. Uh, it's $25 for the club. You can check us out at the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team Meetup page. Sign up under events. And there's only 10 spots open for that. So uh, sign up fast because spots are starting to fill already. Okay. Next Sunday, I will be teaching a uh, psychic development class, part two, where we're going to look at your skills uh, for the people that took the first class. And, and uh, we think you might have some uh, psychic abilities. I go through, we, 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 talk, we talk about clairvoyance, we talk about clairaudience and all that other stuff, and, and we have some exercises to see what you might be able to do. So that'll be on Sunday as well. Check out the California Haunts Meetup site. And for those of you that are over on, on Facebook and all that, you can have, there's links to all that and in, in the description of this show. Okay? All right, without further ado, we're going to start reading the book, and like I said, Please tap that screen. Please tap that screen. And if you and if you feel your heart to donate, that would be great. I'd really appreciate it because I, I work off donations. This, this is my gig, okay? So if you feel it in your heart to donate during the show, that's great. If not, it's, not, it's, it's no biggie. But uh, I would appreciate happy taps, okay? Happy taps. I call them happy taps. Give me some heart taps. Show me some love. All right. Let's get into reading the book. And uh, we are in Chapter 7. Let me make sure I'm in the right spot. Where'd it go? There it is. We left off uh, last uh, week. In fact, we were going to start reading the book today, but I had a guest that didn't make it on Wednesday, so I ended up reading the first part of the book on Wednesday. So we're kind of in the middle of the book for you guys on TikTok. Again, I can't see your messages, but just to let you know and clarify it all between everybody, so we're all here. This is a PG-13 channel. Sometimes we're rated our channel. So if there's something that you find offensive in, in what I'm reading, please just move on. Don't turn me into TikTok police or anything like that. I really appreciate it because all we are, we're just, we're just reading the book, okay? And I do have permission from the author and publisher to read the book. So please, uh, if, you like what you, if you like what you hear again, tap that screen, tap that screen. Chapter 7, when things, just, when things just get worse. In the morning, blood slowly dripped between the floorboards like a metronome. Drip, drip, drip. The sky's gray coat slid into the evaporating mist, leaving the sun exposed. Leaves scuttled about, finding their seeds. The gnarled baton of the wise oak led the raven's march before their song took off as part of the symphony in the Hall of the Mountain King. There was no time to bag the bodies, so the bandit's only hope was, 
was down to the winding path to the waterfall. There were lots of ferns. He thought the man's body would give him the most trouble. It was large, muscular from labor, and stout, probably from the beer he consumed. The wife was easy. She just flopped over his shoulder. She hadn't bled too much. One hit from the hatchet and she was out. It was the kids. They were the hard part. He doubled them up trying to save time. One like a sack of potatoes, and the other he dragged with her legs tucked under his arm. Her long braids, skinny arms, and hands caught on everything as they skipped across the fallen branches. I ain't got time for this, he said, unhooking a hand wedged between two rocks. By the time he got them all the waterfall, the posse was closing in, and just as he rolled the bodies to the cliff's edge, the world appeared to hold its breath. That'll be far enough there, mister, the sheriff said, pulling the hammer back on his trusty rifle from behind the towering pines. Let's get them hands up. The waterfall had done a good job masking their hooves with, the, with its assistant babbling to the brook below. Let me make sure you guys have volume. Hang on. Let me make sure. I'm going to make sure everything's up for you guys. There we go. Sorry if you couldn't hear me. Dang, the man, dang, the man had moved slowly from his leaning position over the woman's periwinkle dress. Sweat dribbled from his dirty brow, streaking a path like war paint. Watch it, the sheriff warned, seeing a blood-encrusted hand slip into the lining of a worn-out leather jacket. The bandit was quick, though. His fingers were on the perfectly carved handle of his stolen Winchester, faster than you could say, Bob's your uncle. Pow! You ain't taking me live, if that's what you're thinking, the bandit called back from behind a fallen tree. Soon there was a scene, as if the, rev as if the revolution found the wild west. Settlers from Down Creek armed their families and then set on a manhunt. Sunset came and went. The horses were tied up next to the shack, and the trackers moved in by foot. And it was too bad. The pineals were damp, because the bandit ended up sending unintentional smoke signals while lighting his campfire. And that's how he was caught, the flower lady explained to the man and his dog. Would you like more bread? You know, there's nothing I like more than homemade bread and blackberry jam, the flower lady winked. So you see, she said, refilling the buttercup saucers with tea. The little girl needs a scientist, moving to sit, her hands folded in front of the rolling stone fireplace. Someone who can help her in biology and in making perfume and potions. Well, I may be able to help, a man patted the dog before settling into the seat opposite her by the hearth. It's a good thing you were, you were baking bread today. Rain poured in buckets around the little cottage. It even leaked through the cedar-shaped roof in one spot where, naturally, the hanging plant was set to gather its drink. Smoke billowed from the chimney above, and soup simmered over the fire. The man sat reading a clipping about a boy named Tom Sawyer. Looks like he found a map, but his is along the Great Mississippi somewhere. Hmm, all these bandits hiding maps. I received a letter today at the Pine, the flower lady said in passing. The man put down the clipping, petting the dog's head. Any news? Yes. The little girl got a chemistry set. She will be preparing an experiment as soon as the sun rises. She said while stirring the cauldron over the fire. Probably a potion. Good, the man nodded in approval. Telegram. Dear flower lady, stop. I caught my hair on fire. Stop. Making a stink bomb. Stop. It stinks. Stop. Age nine. Creative chaos weaves intricate webs, came the words unexpectedly. The flower lady heard his scratchy voice emerging from the forest. Good morning, Uncle, she said, acknowledging his approach. 
Hmm, good morning indeed. There was a new cop bathing in the mud on the way over. His extra long fingers plucks a saliva. As he should be in the mud, she stood tossing him a crisp apple. Where's your adventure taking you today? I don't adventure. Oh, that's right. But if you must know, Uncle scrutinized the flower lady with his beady eyes and his long ears flopped innocently to frame a mischievous smile. I'm looking for an envelope. It wouldn't be blue and have anything to do with a treasure, would it? Might. You could look around. I haven't seen any envelopes, though. She scanned the meadow. I'll just check inside. He tossed the apple core up to her and distinguishably straightened his modest three-foot stature. Books stacked the dusty corners of the picturesque little cottage, delicate scales, ancient scrolls, and the answers to many secrets piled in loose papers were stored in baskets. The man and the dog were sitting at the at the log table, setting their plans. Excuse me, my allergy, setting their plans for the day. Uncle unsurprisingly gravitated toward the silver scales and rough gemstones they'd found. I'm looking for a blue envelope, he said, turning an opalized pine cone in the light. Are you? the man answered. The same one as last week? Could be, Uncle put the pine cone in his pocket. Haven't seen one, but rumor has it the bandit deceitfully hid after he found it. Possibly or not. Either way, wasn't his to hide. Uncle looked at the papers. Might be in these? Might be, the man answered. Until moved to leave, stopping only to replace the pine cone at the sound of the man's clearing voice. Fine, but know this. When the spider knits, the world entwines. He ran his fingers across the windowsill as if checking for dust. See you later. See you then. Chapter 8, The Bandit's Fate. Again, if you like what you hear, guys, show me some love. Tap that screen, tap that screen, tap that screen. Help me with my... Help me with other stuff. Tap that screen. Same thing with Facebook, TikTok, everywhere. Please tap that screen if you like what you hear. Chapter 8, The Bandit's Fate. Like memory and parallels, another curious theory is that things or thoughts don't actually disappear when they are presumed lost. They simply go missing. Like a game of hide-and-seek, when taking into account an idea in quantum mechanics and information cannot be either created or destroyed, they may alter or actually may be displaced. Like the idea of a parallel life, the presumed loss may actually be just residing somewhere else, hiding from the originating environment. Unlike parallel lives or universes, the loss can find its way back to the originating environment. It may return in different times or places with messages or reminders for the finder. It could be the things follows you into a branching of a parallel and returned as a form of correction, as if it were attached to a bungee cord stretched merely between the lands of ought and ought not. Sometimes they never return. The whole town gathered for, the, for his hanging. The overcast skies opened up to play a methodical hymn in lieu of the absent drums. Water cascaded over the brim of the sheriff's hat, spilling down his long trench coat. The hangman's noose swung in the wind without a weight holding it steady. You got anything to say? He asked the bandit so closely that the rain parted between them. Nope, the bandit stood defiantly. Not a word, their eyes met. About that envelope? Nope. Might save you from hanging. The sheriff shook the rope, or it might not. The bandit spit on the ground where it was lost in the rain. Suit yourself. 
He placed the rope around the bandit's neck. For a moment, the bandit looked up, and fear crossed his brow. Shadows moved from tree to tree, closer and closer, like a shimmering oil slick. Their words whispered in the wind, directly to his soul. Where? Panic surged in his bosom. I don't know. His thought heaved as, as the slick turned garage leaping towards him. It's too late. The sheriff shook his head. Dear Flower Lady, there are two evergreens, tall amongst the rest, outside my window. I watch them almost every day. In the wind they blow, their branches on their tip, on their tip form to look like beings, elongated face, razor teeth, sharp sheet clothes, crippled evil hands, two feet taller, thinner than the other, rounded, defensive, returning upright, with the pausing of strong winds, he hits back. The wind picks up. Razor teeth bends towards the child. He just holds his breath, waiting. My breath holds with him. I can't let razor teeth on my fear. Why does the wind always blow in his favor? I watch all the time out my window. The child, who I favored, I think was threatened too much, and one of his branches fell off. He is turning into another beast. They battle. I don't like either one anymore, but I can't stop watching them. I will remember them the rest of my life. I will not lose to the beast. Age nine. It wasn't until the townspeople went back to their homes and the bandit was cut from the rope that they dared move from the trees where they watched him hang. Anna climbed unsuccessfully down the evergreen. Being a mountain bridge elf, he wasn't accustomed to climbing trees. He'd grown up using fallen, fallen timber to make crossings over creeks and small rivers for animals to pass. Sometimes this was how his family hunted for meals, blocking the timber bridge to prevent the animal from passing. When it came time for Antle to set out on his own, he first worked as the groundskeeper for the Alpine Meadow. Eventually, he became a keeper of artifacts through collecting and expeditions where he crisscrossed the globe preserving forgotten treasures. He didn't say. Frustration held Antle's words. He didn't say. An acorn flew upward, hitting his back with a giggle. You think he would say, the tiny voice hummed more than spoke, zipping around like a dragonfly. He knew he was wrong taking that envelope. Shouldn't you be hibernating, little spat? We don't hibernate. A set of autumn dogwood wings flew past. You know that, silly Untel. A few more fairies caught a lift on a rising air current, as Untel defied it all the way to the ground. He stormed off muttering, gotta find it, gotta find that envelope. You're not the only one looking for it, Uncle. You're not the only one, the fairy's voice sang out. The bandit should have told the family what happened, and that he was afraid he needed help. The little girl said while writing a letter, maybe if he had, the family wouldn't have died. Uncle crept in the shadows listening for listening to her speak through the window. Where did the envelope go? she wondered. The letter was important, and now it feels like it's gone forever. That's what Uncle was waiting for. A mention of the envelope. Maybe it's, she thought aloud. Where do you think it went, he muttered from the bushes. I had it in the woods near the creek. I tripped and everything was lost. It was so long ago, it was like it just disappeared. It was, only, it was the only blue envelope I had. And now, it's just lost forever. Not forever, Uncle thought, slinking back and through the woods to find the creek. It'll be found. 
took him the raven scratched his midnight beak on the bark of the modern rusty cherry tree as he watched the little girl climb to mail a letter. Don't worry, we won't slip, she said between clenched teeth, carrying Kitty by the dress. Won't slip, the raven echoed. A slight trepidation paused the climb. Turkum, is that you? Won't slip. A haze moved in, painting the bark around the little girl's hands just as they reached the small hollow between the branches. Her naked toes spread for traction. I've got you, Kitty. Don't worry. As soon as the letter, wrapped in a sandwich bag, snuggled in for mailing, they scampered home and the raven took the note with liberty, acting like a mailman. What is it, boy? The man asked when the dog start when the dog startled at the sight of the jet black feathers diving from the trees. Turkum, what's got into you? The man asked as the, as the bird circled. Letter. Huh? The man questioned. Letter, letter, Turkum repeated. Letterin. A letter? Turkum nodded, landing on the dog. May I have it? Reaching into the down layers of his feathery coat, Turkum re retrieved the tightly, tightly folded note. Thanks, the man said, trading with Turkum for a piece of bread. Let's see what it has to say. He sat on the time-worn stone. He sat on the time-worn stone stairs outside the front door of the lovely but little cottage. The soft parchment of the letter ran between his fingers while he waited for the flower lady's return from the creek. Dear flower lady, often it is the search for meaning that drives the actions of people, a reason or point of being. People go about doing what they can do to survive this life in one way or another. Sometimes they try to differentiate themselves to be seen as important. They strive for successes to elevate above their peers and to try to prove themselves that they are not insignificant. This can be very lonely, and then they have to pretend to be something they are not. It seems they push through life, barely resting for fear it will catch up and expose truth. But... Everyone stops for a sunset, around the world, regardless of education or status. Why? Because the sunset is significant. It is significant like the water flowing in the brook, the silence of a still forest, or moss upon the withered brick. Significance is in the mist stones of a tune or the crack of vibratos in the voice. They offer significance by just being. They strike a chord deep within our souls because they just are. They are, they are what they are without the mask. They just are. Excuse me, my allergies are so bad, you guys. They are the stars against the midnight sky, the moon sharing an afternoon with the sun. They are the gentle, unplanned touch of a mother's hand. They are not rushed or corrected. We feel them with our souls because within us all, at our very core, we are significant. To find the ability to let go of the race, to let go of the self, to let your spirit release into the hum, then the veil around us lifts and meaning begins. Of course, our world is one in which we live by the beat of the modern drum, the clashing of coins in exchange for needs. I'm not sure what is going to happen in the future, but I wanted to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being there. I know the envelope is somewhere. Maybe it wasn't exactly meant for the pine all along, but meant for something else. I'm going to have a family one day, and then I, I will be home. I will be the lady you were for me, and I'll bake pies for the welcome passerby. This may be my last letter, because my thoughts are empty as of late. I'll never forget. Though I love you, please give everyone a hug for me. Eternally yours, Mara, age 17. Here's the e-plug of this particular book. 
Over 30 years passed, the stickets grew and trees fell, filling in the small meadow around the rudimentary shack. The flower lady remained in Avalon, while Antle and the fairies quietly continued their search for the blue envelope. Marin carried the gift of chocolate with her always. She ground the cocoa beans, she made special powders and cocoa paste, and wrapped small chunks of chocolate in parchment, securing them in twine for others to experience the remnants of a fairy tale. The world within the world remained as a withering book in her mind, opening to share a few simple tales and gather stories in the years of her son's lives. Here and there a giggle broke through, or a cricket sneezed, and an ivy draped it from the binding. But eventually it sat upon memory's quiet shelf as the boys grew up and nightly phone calls replaced the goodnight wishes sent between their rooms, even on this night, the night before. I love you, Mom. I love you too, sweet dreams. In the morning she got dressed and made her way to the hospital for a quick medical procedure. Her heart fluttered oddly like a pit fell in her stomach. A sense of urgency guided her thoughts to her sons, but she brushed it off his nerves. The call came and leaving a message while she moved into the anesthetic and waited for her to come back. With a groggy mind, she listened as the voice on the other end said, This is the police chaplain. I need you to call me about your son. Why would the chaplain be calling me? Did my son get married? Her heart stopped, waiting for her mind to catch up. No. Her hand shook as she dialed in return. No. With a shriek, she collapsed. The breath. The breath of her son stopped upon a hillside, and she was too late. Months after the deafening call, when she was in the garden listening to a bird's song, the flower lady came. I missed my son, she cried, broken. Please. The flower lady brushed her hair gently and whispered, He's still here. Her eyes closed. Rock sat beside an aged creek bed beneath the giant ferns, brandishing a secret. I know where it is, she sighed, the blue envelope. Beneath the brambles of holly and vine, a jar contained a moment in time. The clandestine night of devotion and fear, wrote upon paper marked with, with a terror. A treasure was placed, a symbol of hope. A fluttering heart retraces the scope, kneeling to dig earth upon skin. Reminiscent flashes pierced from within. Cold upon touch, it was felt in the ground. A pause, a long breath, the memory was found. Dusting the dirt and crusted on glass, removing the lid withered like brass. There on the bottom, worn by the light, a simple blue parchment, a folded note tight. Written upon retrieval of the blue envelope in Triumph Creek Park, Portland, Oregon. Ever so carefully, the intersection of past and present met. Red crayon flowed with a beginner's cursive. Do not open until it's time. The lip of the envelope showed the same penmanship. Only you know if it is time. Within her mind, the dusty book moved off the shelf. Memories rushed, reversing their pages. Twinkling eyes and blanket force. A baby in her arms. The runaway returned to a swish of the kite and into the hum. Sealed by antiquated glue, the envelope opened with a crackling release, sharing the most important message of all. Shadows held her position in the rustling breeze, waiting for Mary to read. The fairies landed on the moss-covered rocks near the brook. Arnold moved in closer. For all these years, he had not given up on the quest, and now the lost letter was shared. Baron sat on bent knees, a period of life coming full circle. Tears filled her eyes, rushing to the ferns with a blink. Love is like the meadow's flowers, setting seeds into the wind. 
and it never forgets. It never dies. The weathered book dusted its jacket as the flower lady opened her arms. A pie on the sill as the sun peeked through the dark clouds, and everyone gathered around. The book opened. Once upon a time, where life is no straight lines, the buried letters. So the following entries are some of the letters found buried in glass jars and other containers. The journals, 1976 to 1979. Today my dad and I fly kites on the beach. Dear fairies, in case you're still here, thank you for playing with me yesterday. I don't have any cake, but I have this fruit loop that is kind of like cake for you. Dear fairies and gnomes and even giants and trolls, I believe in you. Keep your heart like a secret garden. Dear flower lady, if there are serial killers, then why can't there be serial livers? You know, people who do nice things for others without getting caught. I will be a serial liver. There are fairies in the holly tree and something else nearby. What is the new year? We left school in 1977 and came back after vacation and it is 1978. Something is telling me time isn't what we think it is. Dear Flower Lady, when I am in bed, my body melts away. Sometimes I can make lightning sparks under the blankets when I, when I lift them up fast. I wonder if those are real lightning sparks to another world much smaller. Is someone making lightning sparks for us? Of course. We wouldn't be able to see them just as they wouldn't be able to see us. We would think it was just nature, and they would think it was just sparks in their sheets. Or maybe they are rubbing a balloon on the hair, or rubbing their socks on the carpet, or touching a doorknob. Maybe we are on a doorknob. Dear Flower Lady, what is the difference between lying and a theory? Lying is saying something that is just plain incorrect, like, did you cut holes in the sheets? Then you say no when you really did. That's lying. Dear Flower Lady, I never used to like the color pink. How the heck did I get my hair? How the heck did I get a hair in my drink? Do other people shed too? Why do I always just see my own hair? If I look in the sun, am I really going to go blind? I tried it and I was not able to see in a spot for a few minutes afterwards. How about toads? Do you really get rewards if you touch, it, if you touch them? What are the things we really need to know in life? Why aren't lazy people the hardest working ones both? Why are lazy people and hardest working ones both miserable? They should both have time for laziness and hard work. Then they'll enjoy things more. What do people look like in Australia? How about in China? Do they really walk around? Do they really walk around in hats that look like seashells on the rocks? You would think. They would be foreign like aliens, but they look like regular people in the books. So what's the big deal? It's not like we get to be good, get to be good at those travels and really experience something new. Something like tiny people or giants who have different understandings and ways they, they view the world. I mean, when I travel, that's the kind of stuff I would be interested in seeing. Like, hey, are we going to Purpleton and wait until you see it? Everyone has purple hair and purple eyelashes and they make notes like a music box when they walk. Now that would be a vacation. I wonder what kind of candy they have. Dear Flower Lady, Building the fort in the old tennis courts today, we found a hollow beneath the pines. It was a natural hideout. We were hiding from bandits. Their footsteps crunched on the leaves. They were talking hushedly. 
They walked right over to our hiding place. When they, were, when they were far enough away, we ran back to the pasture where the bright sun kept them in the shadows. Dear Flower Lady, the raspberries and blackberries are ripe as Julia and I climbed the fence at the neighbors and had them for lunch, but ducked when a car came and then climbed one of the cherry trees where no one could see us. It always feels like Peter Rabbit in the garden for a second, but the berries are too good and just inviting us to taste them every time, and there's always enough for all of our other animals to even know they're listening. Dear Flower Lady, <coughs> I know I can fly. I am not just very aerodynamic yet. From the dandelion, me. Dear Flower Lady, I used to actually not like color because everyone was always asking me to pick my favorite, so I picked yellow. But I like all colors, but I don't see them with my eyes. I feel them. Dear Flower Lady, I love you. Please, can I live with you? Did you eat breakfast today? Yes, I ate, I ate berries in the woods before lunch, and it was after I woke up. Marin, that's not breakfast. But I ate. That is not breakfast. Dear God, can you even hear me or not? Do you already know what I'm going to say? We don't go to church. So do you understand language? I can close my eyes and explore inside my body. It is a jumbled of stuff. It's like a gaggle of tiny specks, like a bunch of thoughts buzzing around. Anyway, what am I even doing here? Every time I talk with you, it's actually me talking to myself. Dear Flower Lady, what happens when the heart forgets love? The feeling of love? Can it know when love is there? Will the warmth return? Does the heart harden so tight it's gone forever? Please don't let me harden. Dear Flower Lady, when I was little, my dad shared a piece of chocolate with me. I wonder sometimes when I remember it like magic. I always chose chocolate when I get the chance to get a candy. And it's always to feel the magic again. It's like a secret that my dad doesn't know why I picked the chocolate. But it's not the same when we buy it. It's not the same as, as when we go buy it. The food of the gods is maybe because the gods are holding me when I hold the chocolate. Dear Flower Lady, the touch of sun came out today and made the animals come out to play. Before it left, it touched the mountain and painted a place for, for memory to stay. In case you are lost, please return to the map that led you here in the first place and reverse directions. Journals 1980-1984 Again, if you like what you hear, please, please tap that screen, tap that screen. I'm trying to build up my likes. Same thing for Facebook and everywhere else that, uh, that, that you're watching from YouTube. Tap that screen. I'm trying to build my likes up. Dear Flower Lady, she was better than bad, but bad enough to be worse. Her thoughts were selfish, but selfless in thought. In her actions, she moved with purpose, but the movement came without a sight. Here is the quandary with life as I lived, for can she say she lived for life? Dear Flower Lady, Today I heard about old souls and new souls. An old soul is someone who is more peaceful than calm, and a new soul is someone who isn't. I asked, can you be an old soul in the woods of a new soul in town? No. An old soul is an old soul. They know how life works, and they know the rules. A new soul is someone who has not been in life before, to life before. I had to think about that for a bit, and this is what I came up with. Follow. If the old soul just knows how to be patient and knows the rules, they keep coming back to life. 
They must be okay with following what they are told. We were at a stoplight, and there was no one else in the car or on the sidewalks. I asked, can we go? No, we have to wait for the light to change. But there's no one else around. Can't we just make the red light like a stop sign and go when it's clear? No, the red light has different rules than a stop sign. It's not that I don't agree with rules, but some rules don't make sense. I understand the woods. There is harmony in the woods, even if it doesn't seem fair. But people are different. We make stoplights and aren't allowed to use our own brain to go when it's perfectly clear and safe. That is my old dog, you guys, that you heard. I apologize. <laughs> it is like swim practice. I get in the pool and swim back and forth because someone told me to. Every day I swim back and forth because that is what I'm supposed to do. I'm not an old soul because I ask questions. And I do not just go along with what is told to me, at least in my mind. Maybe what people think is the old soul is really the new soul, like the ones that are not so calm. My little sister copies what people do because she doesn't know any better. And it is how she survives to grow older. She's a cal she, she is calm and follows the rules. It seems to be something of the same idea. But the monk, the Buddha, they really are old souls. They know nature's home. Dear Flower Lady, my dad took me to the cat show. It was like we were flying kites again. We don't even have to talk because it was quiet love. It was, a, it was another day of sunshine near the Flower Lady's cottage. The dog and the man went for a walk to find some interesting plants to make a brand new potion with. But the rain came in and they had to pack up their greenery and head home. The Flower Lady said, Oh my goodness, you two are soaked to the bone. Come in and stand by the oven where your favorite treats are baking. The man and the dog tripped all the way to the stove and, of course, stashed their findings for later research. I like it when she bakes the pies and drinks honey tea by the fire. Who does she miss by the fire? Who doesn't the... Just one second. I'm so sorry about that. Why doesn't the missing go away? Is that why her heart is so soft? She healed me tonight and I cried with her. I put the tears in a kitty flower. We fell asleep in peace. Dear sunshine, above the clouds you shine so bright, leaving only a glimpse of light. When in bed I lay most still, your warmth reminds me, and my heart doth fill. Dear flower lady, sometimes when you think the coast is clear, the eyes snap, and then you want to run and hide, but you're frozen instead. Okay. Dear flower lady, this is a poem I wrote after our visit today. To stroll across the country meadow, high atop the hill, the birds far flight it reaches, our hearts remain our still. Beneath the tree its canopy hides the midday sun, to where I lay and count the leaves, leaving out not a single one. Dear Flower Lady, Independence and Belonging by Marin. Isolation can be on both sides of happiness and trapped. It can't be gloom when you are unwanted in a group of people. It can be bliss when you are alone. I am a plain creature, therefore my isolation is only enjoyable when I imagine myself free and alone with splendid thoughts of going home. I have no idea where that may be. Maybe I am only a spectator, an observer, isolated with my own independence. This is where my spirit hums. Dear Flower Lady, my dad was in a war. He has a bullet scar across his back. He must have been scared to be in a war. I asked him if he was scared and if it hurt. And he said he saw a real tiger in the jungle. 
He said it was such a beautiful tiger that they watched in amazement and let it walk by their hiding place. His spirit moved somewhere far away when he was thinking of the tiger. I don't think I like war very much. Dear Flower Lady, During lunch, I've been trying to read a book called Tom Sawyer. His inventor was a man called Mark Twain. Why do I have to stay in at recess and practice making the middle part of the big M go all the way down to the line? Is the date going to stop because it doesn't? Is it still an M, 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 M there? I just forgot. Sometimes that is all. I can't help that the words move all over the page when I'm supposed to read out loud. I have to read to my dad, and he is sad, and he, he is sad because I can barely read the book with one line about a giraffe out loud without having to make up what it says because the words disappear. I like the pictures, though. I sneak read my mom's Shakespeare plays and my dad's National Geographics and the World Book Encyclopedias. No one would believe that I'm able to understand them or that I even read. Dear Flower Lady, I came home as often as I can, at least every week. I come home as... I'm sorry. Dear Flower Lady, I come home as often as I can, at least every week. Or I go to the nurse's office when it's time to read out loud. I really about reading out loud all day, because no matter how much I practice, the words are always moving or disappearing, because I can't read out loud. I am in the lowest level. But in my mind, it is different. There is a special group of kids that go to a program in the afternoon sometimes, if they are really smart. I wish I could go. I wonder if they have a real science lab and make potions, and learn that time is only man-made, and that I don't need to be able to tell them because it isn't real anyway. And that math is all rounding, because one apple plus one apple does not equal two apples, because the apples aren't exactly the same. I know this because I have apple trees in my yard. Dear Flower Lady, I don't know what the right things to say are, or what is funny or not funny. I always make mistakes. Always. Dear Flower Lady, in my dream, I'm on the playground running with kids chasing me. All my clothes fell off and I was naked, but I jumped and could fly. And I was free. Dear Flower Lady, The Day the World Went Deaf A daisy was unseen. It was stepped over. It wasn't seen. Past the, self, past the center of adornment, it died. My sister has a book called Thesaurus. I thought it was about dinosaurs, but it is not. If you want to see more words for one word, you can. That is what I learned about adornment today. It still sounds like a dinosaur book. Dear Flower Lady, today I learned something in the meadow. I have this pen that can click multiple colors, all in one, all in, all in one pen, blue and red and green. It's an ugly looking pen, but it helps write in pretty colors. The woods can be scary, but the man can find all the small things in the darkness that break it up and make it beautiful. He loves you because inside you are beautiful like my pen. Dear Flower Lady, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center? I'm a Tootsie Pop. It's better to just suck on it with lots of spit in your mouth and then crunch it when it gets thin enough. Be careful, though, because the outside candy, because the outside candy is sharp and slices your tongue. Then it tastes like blood and grapes. Dear Flower Lady, my mom is beautiful, and I love her smile. I love the salad she makes, and I love it when she knits on the couch after dinner. She has a blue robe with white flowers. It also likes needlepoint. Here is where her heart is hidden, protected beyond the place forbidden, reaching to find his hands on the sorrow. Without him now, there is no morrow. His fingers slip from her own, his plea for help.
It stood alone. The flower lady cried. On my knees I wept. Tears were for the depths of my soul. Was it from sorrow or pain? Was it from marking of life where sorrow renews with further understanding? Work from ashes blooms life, the perfect cycle. Mostly unseen until time runs short, and it shares the vibrancy of the petals and leaves. And even in their death, their beauty matures. May life's sorrows bloom. Dear Flower Lady, thank you for the ladybug. She was beautiful against the grass. She was very gentle upon my skin. She was very graceful under the sun. Dear Flower Lady, it is the end of April showers and the first day of May flowers. It is my favorite day, one that leaves flowers in the secret. I ring the doorbell and hide, the hide in the bushes. Happy May Day. Fireflies and ladybugs and the stars kiss goodnight. Dear Flower Lady, my mom left a note for me today. I am mailing, I am mailing it with this note. Dear Marin, I love your poetry. I love you, Mom. Dear Flower Lady, the spirit knows the hurt and uses it for the canvas like a clover-covered field. Do not date not to be determined. I am writing this to show times irrelevance to all material outside the human being. Only do humans count the minutes and seconds and years on the beginning of existence. All time is the same. I mean, parallel. I mean, we are here, right now. We are no longer then. We are only now. We are not yet there. We can only be now. That is why we are here. That is why we are we, I'm sorry. I am I. I will bury this, and if someone finds it, they will probably be searching for time. They will get a surprise, because we are in this moment together. Right now, because I am writing this right now. And they are reading this right now. We are in this moment right now together. Our moments are woven. In fact, it is probably starting to weave right now. Dear Flower Lady, close your eyes. The flower isn't alone. It is the whole plant. The roots, the earth, the roots of the earth, it is the meadow and the honeybees and bumblebees. It is the butterfly and the sparrow. It is the fog and rain. It is the sun and wind. It is your breath. It is mine. Even in your mind, when your eyes are closed, flower. Against the darkness of midnight behind your closed eyes, it is connected and rooted. That isn't only darkness. It is the silence of the hum, the space between the stars. It is the cosmic between, between particles. It is you. It is I. We are the flower. The flower is I. Dear Flower Lady, this is an idea about where we are. I went to the office today to say I needed to see the nurse. I wanted to break from school. I sometimes just don't know where I belong except with you. But the neat thing is I was thinking about the neat thing I was thinking about on the nurse's bed pertaining to sleep was if I ever wanted to go somewhere else I cannot. Because all of my somewhere else is where I am already. I can go to another place like to the library or the grass, but no matter where I go, it is not anywhere else it is not somewhere else. I am there. Because we are already already always somewhere else. Dear Flower Lady, maybe it was the first time I really washed your tent of the flowers, the tulips, the daffodil and daffodils. My mother was so careful with them, so peaceful. The pussy willow was in full bloom, the soft tufts lined the branches, and I watched her. For the, for, most, for the most of an hour, I remained hidden in the willow's branches, petting them. My mind was drifting elsewhere. Dear Flower Lady, I know my dad is good inside. I love him. 
He used to come to my school for lunch, and he would try to help me read, even though it was frustrating and disappointing to him. I am sad he is sad and confused inside. I am sad he makes my mom cry sometimes. When he is not here, my mom makes breakfast for dinner, and she smiles a lot. She's very busy with all the kids and doing laundry. Sometimes when no one is looking, she swims in the pool. I watch her through the upstairs bathroom window. I wonder how people become so graceful. When I swim, I imagine I am graceful too, and that there is a sycamore tree and crabapple trees with tree frogs like at home. Sometimes I think my parents are going to get a divorce, even though they don't ever yell at each other. But my dad has girlfriends, and it hurts my mom's feelings. I don't know. Yellow cake with chocolate frosting and apples off the tree. Just sit real quiet. Be calmed in your heart. Move your spirit to the trees, and you'll find them. Dear Flower Lady, Today I was looking at the National Geographic magazine about cells. It was from September 1976. My dad has over 100 National Geographics, and I am careful not to bend their pages. Did you know we have DNA? DNA is interesting. Did you think each piece of DNA... Do you think each piece of DNA probably has its own DNA? There is a part of a cell called mitochondria, number 10 on the cell map. It actually makes the energy for the cell to think and work. So I think a mitochondria has its own DNA, too. This is important, but no one can answer me, and they just say nobody knows and don't worry about it. When I let go of my brain and float into space, it is like floating into a cell and into an atom. I think there is a pattern. Also, are we see-through if we're just a bunch of cells and atoms? Where does our spirit live? If we are see-through, then it means my spirit is entrapped. Dear Flower Lady, last week I thought about something amazing. Can you... Please ask the man if DNA has DNA. I also want to know why I always have the same thinking in my mind since I was really little. Are we born with thoughts already inside us? But why are my thoughts different inside? And I am a kid and having to learn how to read and do math and stuff outside. Being born is like hatching from a chrysalis. And inside, all the memories from the caterpillar are still there. And being a kid is like developing wings, and we are learning because we have never had wings before. So it's fun, and hard, and scary, and frustrating, and confusing, all at the same time. I'm going to mail this to you, but not at the, not at the pine, because it's going to be dark soon. Nothing beats lunch in a cherry tree. Dear Flower Lady, Last night my mind traveled into space. It kept going and going and going and trying to find what is, what is holding up space because I want to figure it out. But this time I went so far out, I was afraid I was getting stuck and wouldn't be able to come back. It was kind of scary. Has that ever happened to you? If you guys like what you hear, tap that screen. Please tap that screen. The prism. A shatter. Splendid. Broken as beauty. Break black. Reverse the spectrum. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple. My gift to you is broken. Dear Flower Lady, People are like toddlers in the scheme of life on Earth. The plants are the wise. If we come back again after we die here, maybe we are learning more and more each time. I'm not sure if we keep coming back, though. But if we did, wouldn't we actually all be the same spirit then? So then, if we treat others how we wish to be treated, then we are actually treating different stages of ourselves. So if you want to be kind to yourself, 
Be kind to all, all your cells, including the earth and plants and animals. Dear Flower Lady, Today we're going to talk about cells. It's not so easy to find the information I'm looking for. If the DNA is a map, maps can be altered. Does that mean DNA can be altered? I believe it can change behavior. I see it in the eyes of the slightest twitch of a hand. Faster than a second tap, it is almost like you can see the spirit look at the map and see two choices. The choice is it was designed for and the other choice. When it chooses the other choice, that is when the eyes change really quickly, like at dinner. And all of a sudden, your, dad's really, your dad gets really mad and chases you upstairs. Thank you for the likes. Thank you for the likes. Please keep sending. I'm just trying to, bu just trying to build up my, uh, my, 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 my TikTok presence in my page. I really appreciate it. Dear Flower Lady, At the beginning of the summer, we cleaned out the pool. It was all green and there were a bunch of leaves and frogs and water skip skippers. When my sister and I were scrubbing the shallow end, there was still water in the deep end. I went down to it to see if there was a frog. It was funny. It was almost like the water remembered me. Maybe it was my own memory, but later this, but later this summer and several times before, when we refilled the pool, there was a kind of connection. At first it was new, like meeting a new kid. But each time after it was as if, after it was as if the water and I knew each other. Like the water was happy when the ducks came to rest on the deck. It was happy when my feet dangled in. It's just a quick feeling between us before my thoughts call is the ripples when I swing my feet. Dear Flower Lady, it was springtime cake, my favorite one of the year. Thank you for setting the table with these and daisies and and hyacinths. I think they say hyacinths. I'm not a plant person. I like the blue jays whispering their songs by the table. The white frosting floated on the cake like clouds high overhead. It was a white cake. Then I walked over to my old lady neighbor's house, and she gave me tea in her garden. She was kind of like you, but didn't have any cake. I wish you were really here. Dear Flower Lady, People eat plants and animals. Some people only eat plants because they don't want to eat the animals. Plants have feelings, too. Life is a cruel game, a circle. In order to survive, we have to kill something else. We have to kill the tomato that contains the seeds to reproduce. We have to kill the carrot. We have to kill the bird. We have to kill the rabbit and the lamb. When we die, we will be feasted upon by both plants and animals. Plants eat meat. They eat the nutrients that feed the soil from the decay. I think we need to make sure we remember to appreciate the foods we eat. That we do our best to not be cruel or to be thankful. I am cruel sometimes with my words to my family. I don't mean to be mean. It just comes out, mostly because I want to be left alone and because I don't know how to act like them, and I try, and it comes out wrong. And then I'm embarrassed. If I didn't know my brothers and sisters met them, and met them at school, I don't think I would pick them to be friends with. I know for a fact they, would pick, but they wouldn't pick me. They don't like me at all. They make me, feel like what it, they make me feel like what it feels like to go to swim practice. Sometimes I take their frustration out in, the word, in words and push them, push them away. I'm not the same as them. I made my sister throw up one time because she said she doesn't like frogs. I didn't believe her and showed her the tree frog in my hand. She threw up. My mother told me I'm very lucky it was this family who adopted me because otherwise I would have a different life. Maybe I would be in the woods reading a book like a nice witch. <laughs> I would build a little cottage somewhere. I would have a wood-burning stove made from river rocks 
and make soups and have a garden and make pies and make them and then take them to the farmer's market and feed the birds. I would have a bunch of books around and I would sit by the fire at night. Love, Marin, the Witch of the Woods. Dear Flower Lady, This is what I found today. If you seek out kindness, you will find it. If you seek out anything, you will find it. You can always find the potholes because they're always there. Maybe the road repairman fixes one, but it just moves to a different spot. Always look for a little secret kindness, even if it's really small, and even if there are a lot of potholes. Dear Flower Lady, my best word, word of silence, world of silence. There's, there the conversation flows. The weather ripens majestically, and life blooms with all the seasons. Dear Flower Lady, when I just let go, my spirit moves into the hum. In the sunlight beam on the carpet, I can just lie there and become a dust flowing in a ray. Dear Flower Lady, the Cresselius. Cresselius. What is the outer change of the monarch Cresselius? Okay, hang on a second. When you seen the outer chains of the monarch, from emerald to reveal the inner monarch before hatching, she moved her thoughts into the unseen world behind the shell. A spectator can only understand what is in them, but she lived within the mysterious unknown, within deep secrets hidden behind the veil. Helpless from the external world, the butterfly of the soul absorbs it all. Only when it emerges, the butterfly shares its beauty and peace, but when attacked by a predator, it no longer worries. It already knows the poisons of the world. In the end, no matter the cause, the monarch leaves silently, marking its only colors as part of nature's magnificent yet evening silhouettes of hope, love, and comfort. Dear Flower Lady, the word on my sister's calendar today is immaterial, within the closet. Life becomes unbound, no need for anything. Simple pleasures, heart content, the joy of writing merriment. Without a name, without having to be what others expect you to be, you can become immaterial. When you become immaterial, you never feel lonely. You blend into harmony, and you are free. Turkham is me, Marin. Dear Flower Lady, Sometimes I think I try to fill in time with chores, or planting flowers for, for you, cutting Barbie's hair, or collecting 100 caterpillars, and sneaking into hidden places. Then maybe I forgot to stop and fuel the air on my skin. Maybe I forgot to hear the birds talk to each other. Maybe I forgot when I'm walking on the grass that it's alive. I don't want to forget. Please help me to remember to always listen and feel and remember. Dear Flower Lady, there is something to be said about savoring. Imagine if we learn to take the time to savor our food, to savor the sunset, to savor a hug. Imagine if our actions moved in time with savoring. If we savored the preparation of a pie, to savor the interaction with others, our slowly built passions would burst with flavor. Our hearts would be lighter, our laughter more pure, our pain better understood. Dear Flower Lady, they are changing. The emerald green was dulling and is darkening to black and orange, except one. It must have had a fly on it. Maybe it's just a slow developer. National Geographic has a picture in the magazine with millions of monarchs on a tree. There's a town called Pacific Grove in California where all the monarchs stop before they go to Mexico. The article says a lot of, lots of tourists go every year to see them. I want to go, but want to be alone with them. Where is Pacific Grove? My dad says it's near the Redwoods. How do the butterflies know how to get there? 
It would be great if my room was filled with trees and butterflies flying around. Dear Flower Lady, humans need emotional intimacy. Imagination is mine. I hate school. Dear Flower Lady, I hate school. I'm in the fourth grade. I really like my teacher, though. Today, a girl passed around a piece of paper that said, Do you like Marion, yes or no? Then the whole class marked if they did or didn't. When it passed by my seat, I didn't mark anything. I just passed it along. Then, at the next recess, I was invited to play on the field. And when I got there, the kids circled around me, and I got in a fight. I thought I would be able to win, but the first punch got me in the eye, and it hurt. And I just fell to the ground and let them win. Then my dad picked me up. Then we went to the pool, and I met Greg Lugatis and Wendy Wyland. I think Wendy Wyland is really pretty and nice. She was the platform diver of the year this year. Someday, she might be in the Olympics. I still like Nadia Kamenichi, and I have a music box of her on the balance beam my grandma gave me. I play it all the time. Do one quick check here, you guys. Let me do a quick check of streaming. Oh, yeah, we're still on the air. Good sign. Making sure we're still on the air. Sometimes StreamYard flakes out. Dear Flower Lady, If life is nothing more than a string of elements, a pattern of cells, of imprinted DNA, then what is the use of living? What is the use of letting feelings feel? If all we are supposed to do is make babies to make more babies, then why do we love? Why wouldn't we just make sure the babies survive and form no attachment and then be done? But that is not what we do. It is not who we are. In fact, if you look inside of the animals, there's a lot more than just animal instinct. If you take the time, you can actually make friends with a tree, and the tree will truly know you. This is for all plants, too. Plants really can't communicate. Dear Flower Lady, I'm going to be so happy to have kids. They will be boys because I want to build forts, have big fires, and find fairies and ride bikes, and I want to live with them like Peter Pan and Tom Sawyer. Dear Flower Lady, the moonless night is brilliant with stars. Please let me slip into their mysteries. Let me dance within the fairy tale of eternity. You are always in my heart. Dear Flower Lady, our fairies aren't the same ones exactly that are in England or Ireland because they have different places to live, even though they are similar. In the child craft books, you can see pictures of other places where people live. In Ireland and England, they have a lot of rain in hills and mountains. Flower and tree fairies change depending on the time of year. It is like a fairy is the same depending on the type of flower or tree. But it is changed ever so slightly depending on their environment. Kind of like if my real mom decided to keep me. I would be the same girl, but different because where I lived would have been different and the things around me would be familiar. But if I were to see them right now, they would seem odd and I would know and I would want to come home to my mom here. But maybe, 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 maybe it's too far away and I should come home to here now. Dear Flower Lady, it is a rare occasion to the holly tree. I wish I'd go much more. Not only are the fairies there, but hidden, a secret door. The birds fly by watching me, curious to why I'm there. The leaves are sharp and deeply green. Don't touch them, unaware. A ring of toadstools vividly red remains in a circle you mustn't tread, but within the branches, protecting it like a knight. It's there it lives, magic's inside. Dear Flower Lady, 
I asked my mom if she changed when she became an adult, if she transformed and left herself as a kid behind, if she could remember what it felt like and what her thoughts were, because I feel the same all the time. I felt the same when I was two and three and four. I felt the same when I was a baby. She said people don't remember being a baby, but I do. I do. I remember it. I didn't have words then. I still don't unless I'm writing. I remember something else, something I can't explain, and it confuses me or makes me feel trapped because you can't go backwards and get what you're looking for. She said she is the same, and she is the same girl, just in an older body. That made sense to me. I'm glad she told me that. Dear Flower Lady, my dream last night was about when I first started here. There was a great light, so bright it wasn't even white. It was hot like a flash, and then I was warm like the summer sun, and it was dark. Then it was like when your ears listening to your breath and your heart beating, but it wasn't my own breath or my own heart. Dear Flower Lady, why I tap my forehead, why I tap my heart. When I tap my forehead or press a finger upon it, it opens up my thoughts outside the bounds of bone. It shows me calming libraries and universe. When I worry or need to calm myself for sounds around me, I can tap my forehead. My heart is tapped to remember love and to be irrevocably me. I tap because it is calm. Couple more, guys. Dear Flower Lady, it was at night. I could hear his steps on the wooden slats. The room was dusty near the end of a hallway. The handle to the door began turning, and I jumped out of bed looking for a place to hide. I picked behind the door. There was no other place in such short time. The door opened, hiding me behind it. Then he, caught, then he said calmly, I know exactly where you are. He moved the door to look behind it. I felt my death. And now, I am here. I remember that life. I also remember another one. I was in the woods. But it's not where I was born. I was born in town and moved to live beside the brook. You came from this life. I'll never forget you. It was before cars. We went to the miller's farm for our wheat sometimes until they were afraid they would get into trouble for knowing us. In the cottage by the brook, it wasn't in America. I was always in bare feet when I could be. There was a man he would visit. He came to the cottage to the woods. He was a part of a secret society. I know he believed in the more. He believed in the secrets of the earth, the universe, and the veil. He was also part of a secret protectorship. When you died, I could still feel you. I know I got old. I lived alone in the, in the little cottage and helped people who came to me, just like you did. When you died, I was by the brook. Men on horses came searching for you. It was a sunny day. You could tell because of the light peeking through the trees. I could still feel the cool rocks and the sound of the horses being tied up on the other bank. They walked through the brook. It was a group of men looking for the men that protected the secrets. They didn't see me, or they ignored me. I was young. I remember when they took you. I remember when my eyes met. The, there, was, there was an understanding, a goodbye that wasn't forever a goodbye. But I never saw you again. I didn't talk for a long time. Not even to the animals. I just sat. I sat in the, on the steps. I sat near the brook. And at night, I sat near the fire. I didn't ever talk much again unless there was something to say. I was mostly silent. The animals were my friends until I died and I was quite aged. I could still feel your spirit with me. All right, that's going to do it. Uh, we've read for about an hour, and uh, that's what we do Sunday. This is how we cruise into our Sunday, you know, cruise into our week.
Anyway, tomorrow, let me cross over back over here now. Tomorrow, uh, the author of this book, Mary Muter, is going to be here at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Unfortunately, I don't have the technology to be on uh, TikTok at the same time I'm on my laptop. I haven't got that far yet. I'm trying to get more followers for that. But as soon as I do, we'll be able to do everything from one system. Until then, uh, you guys, if you're interested in my show, we uh, broadcast Sunday through Friday at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Sunday is the day we do uh, reading from a paranormal theme book. And the rest of the week, we interview paranormal guests, whether it's UFOs, ghosts, you name it, anything paranormal. Anyway, so again, Mary Muter is going to be with us tomorrow. Uh, that'll be 6.30 p.m. Pacific. And if you guys on YouTube are interested, that's at youtube.com forward slash at California Hots Radio, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. All right. Well, I'm going to let everybody go back to their weekend, and I appreciate everybody coming. And if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. We're equal opportunity here. We're just trying to uh, build, build up our audience, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on uh, Instagram or whatever, TikTok. We're just trying to build up our audience. So I appreciate each and every one of you for spending time with me and for the people that will be coming to spend time with me to read this later on this evening. And uh, I hope you all have a great rest of the day, and I will see you tomorrow, 6.30 p.m., California Haunts Radio. Bye.